0: Good evening, and welcome to an all new episode of What the Friday, the After Dark series by Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem. Tonight, I'm bringing you the story of a notorious serial killer from the UK who preyed on his very own patients. And it earned him the moniker Dr. Death. Welcome to What the Friday. The after that series presented by Mystery, Murder, and Magic. Listening's discretion is advised. Harold Shipman was the second of three children born to Harold Sr. and Vera Shipman. He was born in 1946 in Nottingham, and as he grew up, he was quite the accomplished rugby player and long-distance runner. Now, he was only 17 years old, his mom passed away from lung cancer and her death is believed to be somewhat of an inspiration for the crimes he would later commit apparently his mom was on what we call here home health care and a doctor would come to the home and administer morphine for the pain that she was in from that lung cancer well harold saw that his mom was virtually pain-free up until the very moment she passed away And it's believed, like I said, that this would inspire him in later years. Well, at the age of 20, Harold married a young lady by the name of Primrose May Oxtoby, and the couple had four children together. In 1970, Harold graduated from Leeds School of Medicine at the University of Leeds and began working in an infirmary. By 1974, he had taken his first general practitioner position at Abraham Amarad Medical Center, but the following year, he was caught forging prescriptions for Demerol. And as we know, Demerol is an opioid painkiller, and he was doing this all for his own use. For that, he was fined 600 pounds and had to attend a rehab clinic for a short while. In 1977, he became a general practitioner at the Diningbrook Medical Center. He continued working there through the 1980s and he opened his own office in 1993. The people there really liked him and he became a very well-respected member of their community. Everybody loved him and they had no idea that the good doctor wasn't actually the person that they thought that he was seems that Dr. Shipman had developed an addiction to painkillers. One that the rehab center he had spent time back in the past in hadn't been able to rid him of. Somehow he had been able to acquire an amount of, this is a large amount too, of diamorphine that was enough to kill hundreds of people. Now let me just make it clear now, Dr. Shipman wasn't a dumb man. He didn't go on a spree of killing people, like person after person, like like bodies were stacking up all of a sudden. He would kill one or two and then not strike again for a good long while. And his kills spanned over, actually, decades, like several decades. And he seemed to prey on the elderly and the vulnerable. He diagnosed the patient with a disease that they didn't have at all. And then start, shall we say, treating them. He took his first victim in March of 1975, just before her 71st birthday. Her name was Eva Lyons. After he started his treatment for their non-existent diseases, he'd administer a lethal dose of diamorphine. And either watch them die right there in front of him or send them home to die. His oldest patient was a 93-year-old named Ann Cooper, and his youngest was a 41-year-old named Peter Lewis. It's believed that while he worked at the Donnybrook Medical Center, he had a total of somewhere around 71 victims. And the number of victims at his own practice was even more staggering. It's believed there he had killed 215 of his patients. So, wouldn't you think that someone would notice this going on? Well, yeah, and they did. In 1998, undertakers at funeral homes in the community were starting to question the number of deaths of people who had been patients of Dr. Shipman. Even other doctors were starting to notice that Shipman's death rate was around 10 times higher than their own. So they you know, they started taking their concerns to the local coroner, and the Greater Manchester Police were called in. But guess what? He continued to kill. Dr. Shipman continued to kill. You would think that with an investigation going on, he would be like, okay, I've got to stop this now, but nope. He continued what he was doing. So it seems that not only was he addicted to painkillers, He was also addicted to ending people's lives. And to top it off, the police kind of screwed up the investigation. They didn't even look in to see if Dr. Shipman had a prior criminal record. I mean, you would think running someone's background would be the first thing they did in a case like this, but they didn't. And because he had put false illnesses and diseases on his victims' records, so the authorities, they didn't seem too concerned because they had all that false information that they believed was legit information. So he just kept on killing. But finally, as in all criminal cases, Dr. Shipman's transgressions caught up with him. And it was just so dumb that he even did what he did. Apparently, y'all he made the mistake of trying to forge one of his patients will that patient was 81 year old Kathleen Grundy and she wasn't just another face in the crowd she was the former mayor of the town that he had set up his practice in after he gave uh, Kathleen that lethal dose of that diamorphine he took it upon himself to check the box next to the word cremation on her will in an effort to hide his crumb. And not only did he do that, but he used a typewriter to write her family out of their, that will. And he had everything left to him. Now, I would have to say that since he had been getting away with all the other murders, he must have been feeling pretty ballsy. And can you imagine the audacity of doing something like that? But instead of cremating Kathleen, for whatever reason she was buried. When the local solicitors looked over the wheel, they were immediately suspicious. So they contacted Kathleen's daughter, Angela. Her name's Angela Woodruff. Angela knew something just wasn't right, so she went to the police. She knew that her mom wouldn't have left everything to her doctor, and it seems that the part that Dr. Shipman had typed was pretty hard to believe, so she knew something foul was afoot. In August of 1998, authorities exhumed Kathleen's body and found diamorphine in the muscle tissues. The following month, Dr. Shipman was arrested. So after they got those toxicology results from Kathleen, they wonder just how many more victims had suffered the same deaths at the hands of Dr. Death. Well, another 11 victims or bodies were exhumed and they were all found to have died from the same cause as Kathleen. Experts checked the computer there at his practice and found that he had made entries that gave false causes of death for those victims. And when he was questioned, Shipman insisted that Kathleen was addicted to either heroin or morphine. And he said he had noted that in her records. And he had. But those computer experts found that he had made those entries in her record after she died. On top of all those other victims, police were able to establish that another 14 victims had died from fatal doses of diamorphine, all being administered to them by dr shipman the good dr shipman well of course dr shipman denied all of those murders and he wouldn't cooperate with a police investigation or criminal psychiatrist y'all get this when they would try to show him photos of his victims he would either close his eyes yawn or just refuse to look at any of the evidence against him Police could only charge him with 15 of those murders, but it's believed that he killed somewhere between 250 and 450 people over the years. In January of 2000, after six days of deliberation, he was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole. And on the day before his 58th birthday, he was found hanging in a cell. He had even told a prison authority that he was thinking about killing himself so that his wife could receive his pension. And His wife, Primrose, she was adamant about maintaining her husband's innocence even after he was convicted. After his suicide, many of the family members of the victim said that they felt cheated because with him also deceased, there would never be a chance of him finally confessing to the murders offering an explanation as to why he committed them so why would someone do such awful things you would think that someone who goes into the medical field goes in to that field with compassion towards their fellow human beings right some believe that he committed these murders as a way of avenging his his mom's death And others believe that he was merely ending the lives of those people as an odd act of compassion. And then there are others who believe that Dr. Shipman had this God complex proving that he could give life as well as he could take life. Well, that's it for tonight's What the Friday. Be sure to come back on Monday for an all-new mystery, murder, and mayhem.